I don't know about you, but a vacation sure sounds nice right about now. Like exactly the thing we need to feel rejuvenated, refreshed, and to get our mojo back. But I know what we always do as moms. We start making excuses and can convince ourselves that it's just easier to not go on vacation. It sounds too expensive. It's going to be too hard to get away for a day or two or even a week. Plus, to be honest, for most of us moms, going on a vacation with little kids is not a vacation. It's a trip (laughs) that's sometimes way more stressful than just being at home. Well, my guest today has some things to say about all of that. Angela is a custom vacation designer, which is not a travel agent, by the way. And she's the founder of Wild Hair Travels and the host of the Happy Women Travel More podcast. Angela is here to help you follow those travel dreams and get the recharge that you need for your self-care and for your mom life routine. She's a born and raised Texan and a mom to a sweet little baby boy, and she loves loves independent travel with lots of hiking and lots of adventure and nature. So it was summer right around the corner and vacations on the brain. The timing for this episode could not be more perfect. Let's dive in. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Well, hey, Angela, it's so fun to have you on the podcast today and to just kind of dive into vacations and travel. And man, this is a conversation that I feel like I need right now. I am way up here in North Idaho and right now it is 10 degrees and snowing at the end of February. And I am so ready for spring and I haven't felt warm in probably like five months and oh gosh, nothing yeah. sounds better <laughs> to me than the idea of going on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere different. It's amazing. What like just going to a different place can do oh. <laughs> you're kind of like, just give you that refresh. Oh my goodness. And I, but I, I think on top of that though, I can speak for so many other moms that think it's just easier to maybe not go on vacation, to not plan a trip, we feel like we could use it. You know, how often do we as moms say, I need a vacation right now, but it sounds too expensive. It's going to be too hard to get away. We don't have the time. Plus to be honest, for most of us moms going on a vacation with little kids is not a vacation. It's a trip. (laughs) (laughs) It's like trying to do your normal life things in a totally different environment, which is 10 times harder. So I am so excited to dive into all of this with you and more, but first, could you describe to us what a custom vacation designer is? Cause this is so fun to me. Yeah. Yeah. So in a nutshell, I plan your vacations for you. And a lot of people will ask me, they'll say, okay, so you're, you're a travel agent, right? And I'm like, well, yes, I am because I know that term is familiar, but I do things very, very differently than kind of the old school traditional travel agents, Sure. mainly because I am just like hyper-focused on custom experiences that match your travel style. And also 
actually meet you where you're at, like your season of life and what it is you're actually craving from your next vacation. Because I think that's what has kind of been missed by the old school travel agents. The focus is all is all on like the products, the cruises, the all-inclusive resorts, and not the experiential part of it, which you really have to take a deep dive into, you know, your unique travel style and your personality and your desires to even like know what that is. And so basically I'm, I'm not just sending you on the generic tours or the cruises. And I really love working with women who value those independent travel experiences, who like to maybe rent a car, go around on their own and not follow the tour group the whole time. And, and so, yeah, that's in a nutshell, what I do. Well, I appreciate that you are a mom too, right? You have one little kiddo. How old? Well, I'm a new mom. He is nine months old. Yeah. Wow. So I think we have this image of someone who's into travel as someone who's just this jet setter that lives this luxurious, exotic lifestyle, and they're constantly bouncing around the world, but you have a a little one, you've got a toddler, like you get it. (laughs) Yeah. And even before I became a mom, kind of the thing that I, I I never really felt connected to the travel bloggers out there because I also, I, I like to say I'm a Texan. So I really love living in Texas. I love my home. And when I was in my early twenties, I had an idea of like, Oh, maybe I'll live abroad for a while because I knew I loved to travel. But whenever I, I went backpacking across Europe for a few weeks by myself and um, the trip taught me that, yes, I love travel. Yes, I love cultures, but I also really love home. And so I kind of like I like to my people are the ones that are like, I have no desire to be a jet setter and a travel blogger and leave my home like we have a home base. We're moms. We you know, this is where we live, but we also want to take those vacations. And so that's where. I want to try to be that inspiration and help other moms and women kind of, you know, travel a lot, but also without being a, you know, digital nomad. (laughs) That's kind of the goal here. You don't have to be a digital nomad to still travel a bunch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your perspective on travel has changed a little bit since you became a mom or is it kind of the same? Are you trying to just like morph it all together into one mindset about travel or has it changed? I would say that it has not changed too much, but a full caveat here, we haven't actually taken baby boy on a trip with a flight yet. We've done plenty (laughs) of little trips. Our first one is planned for this summer. And so, um, I'm already like mentally preparing like the packing and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's like a new set of worries and a new set of to do's that you know, makes it feel very exhausting. So I definitely, I definitely understand that, but I am kind of, like you said, I, I'm trying to keep the old me alive as far as not just going on vacations that are tailored to the kids and bringing them along with us. And I think that that's just a, you know, it's, it's how you approach life is kind of how you go on vacation. You know, if, you know, and, and nothing against, Disney world, but you know, me personally, I don't love Disney. So I would not choose that for a vacation. (laughs) Now there's what there's plenty of adults that love Disney and that, you know, brings them a lot of joy, but I would rather take, you know, my kids along with us on hiking trips and the things that we like to do as well and, and bring them along with us. But so that's what I'm trying, but again, I'm still new. (laughs) Yeah. I've always admired being on an airplane and seeing a family 
you know, whoa, you guys were going to Europe together. That's whole, that's oh. amazing. You know, yeah. your kid is like yeah. 18 months old. Yeah. And in the back of my mind is I'm thinking I would never do that. <laughs> oh, uh, same here. Same here. Um, that, like mainly because I get, I'm a very, um, you know, as much as I love to travel and travel a ton, I'm a very anxious traveler. I get really stressed out about packing. Like oh, yeah. I, I like to be prepared and that just like, is a whole thing. And then the whole, like something going wrong in the airport, like, and, and right. then throwing in babies into that, oh that's like gosh. so stressful. <laughs> like diapers. And if you're nursing, you know, you got to yeah. figure out the nursing and then they don't get, you know, yeah. the ear popping thing on an airplane. Yes. Like, yes. Oh my yes. goodness. I mean, I struggle so with the ear popping thing. So <laughs> Yeah, it's all worries. And, and really, I, you know, all of this, it's good to talk about because I think it's okay to have these worries and still decide, okay, we can still go anyway. Like we don't have to not go just because there are all these things holding us back. It's really like a trade-off that you have to kind of consider. I think for us moms, a lot of the times, you know, like I said earlier, when we just first hit record, it's easier for us to be like, I, this time in life is so difficult right now. Mm -hmm. I'm it's easier to not do a vacation and to wait until life smooths out until my kids are older, until we have more money, you know, all of the things, yeah. but why do you believe it's so important to take a vacation, even a small one, especially for our self-care as moms? This is something I could talk about forever. Um, <laughs> I, so I think that um, balance, so work-life balance, that is, that's something I think that we as, as women and moms, especially we're, you know, when we're juggling career and life and family, like we are just constantly thinking about balance and like really yes. craving that, I think. And so like, if we feel like our careers are taking over our family, you know, we might try to balance that out with our, you know, family and vice versa. But a lot of times the answer is not either of them. Like sometimes we do have to step away periodically and go to a different place to really get that reset that we need. And, and, and the word I like to use a lot is re-energize yourself right, because that right. is, that can mean different things to different people, but that I think is really the thing that we're craving. And I think one thing that's really worth noting here is that in terms of vacations for self-care, I mean, I think going away to somewhere new is like very oh. helpful. Like it oh does, goodness. it does wonders in itself. Just but, to look at a different yes. wall color. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like it's amazing. You could just literally breathe a fresh a breath of fresh air. But I think what is even more powerful is really checking in with yourself and deciding before you go, which I know this sounds like, oh, I don't even have time to do this, but really like being intentional and deciding what it is you want and need from your vacation before you go. Like, how do you want to feel? Put some words to that. And this isn't something that you have to sit down and journal on, but I, I think a lot of people, they just assume, oh, a vacation should be relaxing, but relaxation isn't necessarily always what re-energizes you. I know for me, like if I'm feeling burnt out from career or life or whatever, I need to go feel adventurous. Like I need to go out there and go hiking and see some great landscapes, like going and relaxing on a beach doesn't do it for me. <laughs> and so I think that a lot of people, they just, they might skip this part um, and, and think like, oh, I just, oh, I want to go to Europe. I've always wanted to go to Europe, but then maybe deep down they're craving leisure and relaxation 
And then they go on this nonstop trip to Europe. And so that doesn't do anything for their self-care. So it's like, you know, vacations are so important, obviously just taking, you know, taking a step back and going somewhere new, but also really checking in with yourself of like, what do you need? What are you craving? And let your vacation, like be the answer. That's so, so good. But I think so many times we get these excuses that pop up, you know, especially with the kids and we've hit on them a couple, a couple of the most logical excuses, you know, quote unquote, logical in our mind of the things that are keeping us from taking that vacation. And what do you feel like are probably those top two or three big excuses that we have running around in our mind that are preventing us from doing it? Well, yeah, I think our kids definitely probably take the, the, the topper there. (laughs) They're probably getting the trophy on that one. And I think related to our kids, um, especially, um, I have a lot of women that come to work with me that are wanting to go on a vacation without their kids, but the number one thing holding them back is of course, childcare, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you have grandparents that you can leave them with, but there's also this like, well, what, what if it's going to be too much for the grandparents or what if my kid's not going to behave well or. What if my kid's going to struggle while I'm not there? Um, I personally had this worry because my husband and I just took a trip and left our eight month old baby with grandma. And, um, I can't even tell you how many times I went through my head of what if he gets sick? What if he gets grandma sick? Uh, what if he just needs me and I'm not there? And all of these worries are, you know, I I think the, the thing kind of, I said before is they're valid and it's like, you don't want to ever tell yourself that you shouldn't be having that those thoughts or worries, but just trying to think about how to move through those. And another, some other ones I, I hear outside of kiddos is, um, I have one woman who I have spoken with so many times and every time she, she's like, Angela, all right, I'm ready. It's time to plan a vacation. And she gets real excited. We start to plan it. And then she just kind of goes away. And I don't hear from her for a while because her career just gets busy, just life gets busy and, and just things creep up that always tend to make the vacation fall to the bottom because it's like the vacation isn't the, oh, you have to do this thing. There are other things in life that kind of come in the mix instead. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another one I hear. Um, also just honestly taking the time to actually plan it. Um, I have a group of women I'm working with right now. It's four friends. They're in their forties. They want to take a girl's trip to Iceland. And, um, it's just been a lot of back and forth of, well, this friend's dragging her feet a little bit and not committing. And, and that's a real thing. It's like, oh, sure. this, this really happens. And so, um, yeah, it's just, I, I feel like we could, I feel like we almost put ourselves at a disadvantage sometimes because of the long list of reasons why a vacation, why it's not the right time, why we shouldn't spend the money or why, you know, we just don't give our permission, give ourselves permission to take one. I think that last one, which was Kenny, your second one, but just the not giving ourselves the permission to take a vacation. Whoa, that hits home, right? we feel like, well, this is a luxury. This is not important. You know, this is, this would be equivalent to me, like shirking my responsibilities. Like this is me, like 
leaving things behind that I know I should be doing. And I think that kind of gets wrapped up in the, the kid excuse too, of I don't, I can't, I can't leave my kids behind. I just feel guilty. There's this like guilt. So associated with, with just going on a vacation and whether it's the guilt from leaving the kids or the guilt from taking the time off from work or whatever it might look like. What are some of the best ways that we can start to work through those excuses and actually move forward and find ourselves on the vacation? So, um, I, I always like to start with, um, an exercise. Like if, if someone comes to me and they say something like, Oh, I would love to go to the Caribbean this year. I might be like, well, why don't you, I might just say that (laughs) just to kind of like, you know, because it's just a good, it's just a good question. You have to ask the question because then you have to notice what do you say next? Because this, this, and this, because we plan to go to Disney world this year and that, that used up all our vacation budget. Okay, cool. Valid. That's Um, is there, you know, um, is there, is there a way you could go anyway, or the way you could go, you could go next year and just kind of continue to explore. And one thing that, um, especially for the person that maybe feels just totally like there is no way in the next five years, 10 years that I could ever go on a vacation for the person that feels just like hopeless, whether Mm -hmm. it's because of the kids, or maybe it's because of money or, or whatever. I like to just tell them to, um, just, just instead of keeping it in the light of there's no way change your thinking and just flip it and say, there is a way, even Mm -hmm. though it feels a little silly, like it feels like, okay, yeah, but I don't really believe that the more we start to say like, okay, I can go on this trip. It's crazy that one day out of nowhere, you're going to be driving in your car and you're going to have this idea about how you can make the trip happen and actually be able to go. I, I had a situation when I was in college, I had no money. I was a student, you know, working part-time and I um, was going to be getting this tuition reimbursement for, for graduating like a year early or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was like, I'm going to go on a trip with this. And then I planned the trip. I booked the trip. And then I got word that I wasn't going to get the money. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh no. And so then I was like, (laughs) okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go anyway. And I, I went on the trip. I had a great time, learned a lot about myself and come back home and I have a check sitting in the mail that they gave me the money anyway. It all like worked out. And it's just, sometimes there's just things that happen and it's, it's a little, you know, it's a little crazy how it happens sometimes that you just, you know, if you just trust and continue to, you know, have the clarity that you want this, believe that it's possible. Like it will happen. It will happen. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. We had several years ago now, but for our 10th anniversary, Um, we had been talking for years leading up to that. Like we want to go to Italy someday, you know, like the, the summit of vacations, right. Especially romantic vacations. My goodness. Yeah. And so we were like, we could have just sit there and talked about it and discussed it and thought what a beautiful dream that would be. And we're like, okay, our anniversary is like nine months away. We if we're going to do this, we're going to do it or we're not. And we had saved up a little bit of money. And there was that moment of like, we do have bills that we could probably pay down, you know, and we have this little bit of money that we could go and do our vacation, or we could do the quote unquote responsible thing and pay our bills down or whatever. And we just, we 
pulled the trigger and we bought our plane ticket. And it was just like the moment of like, super exciting. Like we're actually going to do this, like having the tickets and like, we're actually, it makes it official. (laughs) And we did, and we, we went on vacation and it was, we still talk about that trip to this day, like probably every single day. And I'm so thankful we did that because we would not have had the memories that just the reminiscing that time together. I mean, it was a 15 day trip. It was a really good vacation and wow, that propelled us into the next 10 years of our marriage, you know, just feeling so solid. And so I think we can easily let those excuses, like put a jam in our plans, or we can be like, you know what? Yeah, this could actually be the thing we need as a family, as a couple to step us forward and reconnect and rejuvenate. Definitely. I have goosebumps from <laughs> everything <laughs> you just said. Like, it's just, that's like the, the reason I'm, I'm personally so passionate about travel is just the experience of it and being able to have those stories to tell yeah. over and over again. Like that's the marker of a amazing vacation that has truly like transformed your life. Like, right. in, and probably in ways you don't even know just how you're still talking about it. Totally. It. Totally. And, but I think here's what we also do. Like, unless it's like a big trip to Italy, <laughs> it's not worth doing, <laughs> you know? So, okay. So we're by the, when this episode releases, we're going to be coming right up into vacation season. It's right around the corner. A lot of us are starting already to be dreaming and planning our next family vacation. And I'm afraid that everyone listening is like, well, I'm not going to Italy this summer. So, you know, what's the point? But before we talk about maybe what the different types of vacations could be for families, talk to us about this idea of our unique travel style. What do you mean by this and how can we use this to have better better vacations? Yeah. So this is something I talk about a lot, um, on, on my podcast, um, a travel style, I would say it's basically like your travel personality. Um, and I, I developed my own framework for what this is just to help me in working with clients, get to know them better, to be able to actually plan those truly tailored experience. Um, but the reason I think why, you know, why this matters so much is, is, is it just gives you this clarity about how you actually like to vacation outside of what travel bloggers and Google say, when you go to this place, this is what you should do. Mm -hmm. Because I think that, um, a lot of us, especially as women, we kind of, um, I don't know, we, it's almost like we're afraid sometimes to, to own what we like and what we want to do. And we tend to look for the answers outside of ourselves. Like, you know, if, you know, asking our Facebook friends for recommendations, like, Hey, what should I do on my vacation? And I know that there's plenty of reasons why we do that, but you know, think your travel style really encompasses things like, like, how do you want to approach every one of your vacation days? Do you want to wake up leisurely and go with the flow based on how you feel? Do you like having a structured plan? Does that make you feel better? Uh, how, how do you want your pace, the pace of your trip to be? And then of course, the specific activities that you actually like to fill your day with. And I know it's really tempting 
um, to be like, well, I want to do everything. I like all of the activities, <laughs> well, but, uh, but like, I'm like, you truly do not love all of the things you don't like, you, you don't. just don't. No. And so a better experience would be like, instead of just cramming in all the things on the top 10 to do list, you actually are like, yeah, like I'm not a museum person. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to go to the museums that are on this list because I don't really care, <laughs> you right, know? And right. so you know how to kind of weed through all of the masses of things to do and find the ones that are really going to like make you giddy and, and leave you with those stories to tell. And, you know, another part of your travel sale is of course the, you know, the place you like to stay in my husband, he is the, the type of person that Every time he wants a secluded cabin with a patio <laughs> and he doesn't want to see any other people, <laughs> but you know, you might want a unique like boutique hotel right in the middle of the city because where we stay, even though that's not the whole point, it, it does affect your experience too. And so it's just, there's so many tiny little details and nuances to your travel style, just like your, your personality. And so it's really like, just like when you get to know yourself better, you just have kind of a better life experience. Cause you're like, Oh, this is how I react in certain situations. That's kind of the point of a travel style. It helps us plan experiences that actually we don't, don't leave us feeling like, Oh, why did I do this? This, this isn't actually what I thought would be fun. Absolutely. And honestly, I think as my husband and I constantly reminisce about that Italy trip. I think that's what we, what made that trip so special was because we really thought through that. A lot of people had Italian adventure itineraries, you know, like top to bottom, do the whole thing in 10 days. You got to do this, this, and this. And we're like, no, we're going to do one section. We're going to just do like the Tuscany region. Like don't go further South than Rome. And we're only going to, we're going to do it in two weeks. We're going to Band it out so that, and we planned it so that every other day was a down day. Like we didn't have anything scheduled on the in-between days. So we could just like wake up and go with the flow of what we wanted to do. And then on the other day, we would have like one or two museum things. So I really think that's why the trip ended up being so, so good. I've traveled to Disneyland with a huge group of people and it was a nightmare, you know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too. What do you do when you're trying to mesh all these different personality styles on one trip? Because even on our Italian trip, my husband and I still butted heads a little bit from time to time, but it was not that bad. I know it can get so bad though. Sometimes it could get so bad. Yeah. I actually, um, this is probably not the answer you're looking for, but I personally, I personally am a fan of smaller travel groups just yeah. because when you get so many people in a group, it's just not possible to keep everyone in the group happy. But, uh, a, a big tip is to be totally okay with going separate ways, mm, have yeah. like an agreed upon, like, Hey, for these two days as a family or as a group, we're doing all of this, but then you and hubby go this way. And then the cousins go that way or whoever's in your group. Um, so that you do get that truly custom experience because it's just, it's just impossible. I love love learning like the different travel styles of husbands and wives. It's so much <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> like I, I talk about my husband a lot because we're just very different and yeah. Yeah, love, love that talk because it's a thing. And oh even when I go on vacation with my two best friends and we, we all have parts that we're similar, but we're right. very different in other ways as well. And so you have to kind of 
be like, you know, learn each other's travel styles if you actually care. And, and that helps keep everyone happy in the group, like making sure at least parts of the trip are just for them. For sure. That makes total sense. And honestly, I don't think I've ever traveled where a traveling partner had the exact same desires that I want that I yeah. had on a vacation. It, My husband and I are really, really close. Like mm-hmm. we are the type of people that want to sit on a beach for an entire week, you know, <laughs> that yeah. would be delightful. Um, but we still butt heads sometimes. So yeah, yeah, I like the idea of pulling it apart and speaking up for yourself for what you want to experience. I think coming home from a vacation and feeling like I just got pushed over the entire time. And I didn't enjoy any of that. We just did what everybody else wanted and it yeah. didn't even feel that like a vacation for me, especially as a mom, yeah. man. Yeah. Especially as a mom, I like to say like, don't have a vanilla or black and white <laughs> itinerary. I want you to yeah. have like a bright orange, a bright pink, like whatever color is your color stand out, be like, you want it to be truly as unique as you. And of course, you know, when we travel with other people, that is kind of the art to it all is right. making sure that we can mesh in the de- desires and style of the others in the group as well, but not forgetting about you, of course. Well, on that note, do you have any specific tips for those of us moms that tend to go on vacation? And we are like, this is not a vacation. This is a trip because I'm just taking my mom responsibilities and putting them in a more challenging environment. What are some tips for us moms that feel like it's easier to not go on a vacation because of that? Well, I would say that, um, it's all about expectations, especially with the, when we're with our kiddos, um, it is going to be different. It's not going to be probably everything you hoped as far as like leisure goes, because you do have those responsibilities. But I think that there's, you know, there are ways to at least incorporate like a mommy day and, you know, if your kids are with you, everyone in the group knows today is mommy's day. We're doing exactly what mommy wants to do. Tomorrow's daddy's day. We're doing exactly what daddy wants to do. And sometimes like, I would say like, especially if you've got, you know, if your husband's there and he's a, you know, great partner of yours, he can take the kids for a day and you can go do something by yourself. Right. Or I personally am a fan of taking trips without your kids and and just making that a, a goal. And I know that that's really hard to do, but even like a three night trip, like something very close to home so that if something did happen, you could get back home. And, and also acknowledging that you miss your kids. You don't want to be away from them for too, too long, or maybe you do, I don't know. (laughs) And, you know, but, uh, you know, just something that is, doesn't seem so far out of reach, but still gives you that space. Yeah. Well, along those lines, could you give us some really great ideas for inexpensive, short vacations that feel approachable and not so overwhelming in the planning process and the money process, give us some ideas. Well, I'd say definitely if budget is the biggest concern, you're always going to want to look for something within driving distance, hands Mm -hmm. down, because airfare is such a big chunk um, of your budget. And, um, you know, my, my, my girlfriends and I, we have a wine country here in Texas. It's like two hours away. It's the perfect girls weekend. And yes, it's here in Texas. It's not like some extravagant getaway, but that is like such a restorative weekend every time we get to do that. Um, but if you wanted something a little bit bigger, like if you did want to take a plane trip, my rule of thumb is just find a plane, a plane trip. That's maybe like 
three-ish hours or so. So okay. maybe not out of the country. I mean, for, for sure. y'all, you you know, maybe Canada, but for yeah. us down in Texas, the Caribbean is just in our back backyard. Yeah. And so it is actually pretty inexpensive and possible to fly down there, have a three night trip, come home and feel like it's worth it. Um, you know, of course, the longer you can stay, the better, but just yeah. somewhere that's not so far where you don't want to spend the majority of your trip traveling, you want to actually be there. But that's kind of my rule of thumb there. That's super helpful. I know for those of us up in the Northwest, a really popular destination is either Arizona or like Palm Springs, California, mm-hmm. um, because it is within that two or three hour yeah. plane ride. And it gives you the contrast and weather. Exactly. Exactly. Cause boy. Could you, could we use some heat? (laughs) You know, today in Texas, we actually have a little ice storm. It's like 28 out there. (laughs) Miserable. That's still cold. It's It's really, it's it's just cold enough to be annoying. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you do. You love to have active vacations, you know, where you're not just like sitting on a beach. What are some of the best trips that involve like activity, not the kind that's this forced chore, like, come on family, we're going to go on this hike, you know, where everybody's miserable, (laughs) Yeah. but what are some of the best trips that you recommend for one that keeps you active where you don't feel like you're just a bump on the log the whole time? Well, I would say, I mean, you, you do have to check in with your travel style. I'm here. I go again. <laughs> to, no, you it know, makes sense. Yeah. Because I am, like you said, I am an active traveler. Mm-hmm. I, if I go on vacation, I want to at least have some type of activity that where I'm moving my body and I'm a hiker. That doesn't mean everyone is of course, but I, I feel that hiking is a really unique experience because not only does it keep me active and make me feel great because I'm active, but you get to see landscapes that you can't see from a car. And that's very motivating to me. I always say like, you have to hike it to see it. And I know that this is probably not appealing to everyone. You know, not everyone is on the same page as me, but I think that the, the key here is to find some activity and like, what is your deeper drive for wanting to do that in a new place? Like for me, it's like the landscapes, like, oh my gosh, yeah. I go on this hike and in the middle of it, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, it's like a love hate relationship, <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, wow. I end up, my husband and I, we have stories. We see some amazing places and afterwards it feels really great. And so, um, there's plenty of other activities that you could be doing that even aren't like, you know, you know, not like sport type activities. You could just, you know, be, even if you wanted a, um, a beach relaxing vacation, incorporating, um, walks along the beach or yoga on your patio or yoga on the beach, just being intentional with with stuff like that so that you don't feel like a bump on a log <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Absolutely. And gosh, the the hiking to go see really cool things that you could not see from your car. What an incredible incentive. Here I here I go as the coach. What an incredible incentive to be healthy and fit so that you can show up on vacation and not feel like you have to hesitate to go do those things. Like, oh, I don't know if my knee can handle that. I don't know if my cardiovascular conditioning can handle going up that hike, but to, I, I just love being able to go on vacation and being ready to do anything, whether it's lying on the beach or going on like a two and a half hour hike to go see a gorgeous waterfall, like to just have a body that can step up to the plate and do whatever you ask it to do. Yes, that's such a blessing. (laughs) So I got to ask, what is the best vacation you've ever been on? 
I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, that's a big question. This is the worst question. (laughs) People (laughs) ask me all the time. Um, it's, it's hard for me. So I'm going to tell you probably two or three, um, Do it. That's my fine. favorite vacations, uh, were to Ireland when I was, uh, ah. mid twenties with my two best friends, unforgettable trip, lots of shenanigans, <laughs> just a good, <laughs> good time. Uh, th- that's one of those trips that we annoy all of our friends and family. Cause we tell the stories way too many times. Um, second best would probably be New Zealand with my husband. Um, wow. it was just a really big adventure. It fit our travel styles so, so well. We did a, a two night backpacking hike that was brutal, but so much, like so many memories, just so really, cool. really great time. And the third would probably be uh, Peru. Uh, Machu yeah. Picchu is truly worth it, even though yeah. it is a journey and a half to get there. I mean, we're talking planes, trains, and automobiles. It, <laughs> it, it, it's a lot. You don't just go heard. to Peru and, and go to Machu Picchu. Yeah. Um, but we also, we spent time in the Amazon rainforest while we were there wow. and just really experienced a different culture. And so that was a really great trip for really immersing in the culture. So they're all great for different well, reasons. <laughs> I had a client a few years ago and she was an older woman and she said, I'm going to Machu Picchu in four, it was like in four or five months. And she was like, my dream is to be able to hike up those ruins and stand on the top and have the strength to do it. And she, so I worked with her and helped her build up her strength so she could do it. And she sent me the picture Oh the top. Gosh. And it was just one of those, like, that makes look me what so happy. I accomplished, you know, yeah. cause that's not, those things are massive. All the stairs and the oh, heights and the was, elevation. Yeah. And even, so you can hike to Machu Picchu over several days, or you can take a train and then a bus, but then you still have to hike. You still so have to no hike. getting around it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. And what I love, I mean, as you're saying those places that you've been, I've never been to any of those places. Like this world is so big and so massive. And there's even some amazing things in our backyards too. And yeah, hopefully each of us listening can be like, okay, I'm feeling inspired to discover some of the cool things in our, in my backyard. Um, and on that note, I would love if you could just share what is something that we can keep our eyes open for, like in our own neighborhood, in our own state, in our own city of turning, like even just a day vacay, you know, a day vacation into something really special, something that didn't require just this big elaborate thing. Let's see. Well, I would say, um, here I go again, back to the, the, to your travel style, but really like checking in, like with yourself of what would give you like a breath of fresh air? What would give you like yeah. a re, like that re-energize for a day? Yeah. And for me, like in here in Texas, it would be going out to some beautiful landscapes and just, you know, sitting somewhere, looking over an area called the hill country that we have. Yep. Um, but I know that for some people, it could be uh, getting lost in a museum that, you yeah. know, is in their city that, you know, they, they're like, well, I live here, but I've never gone there. Exactly. And actually traveling in your own city. Yeah. Being um, a tourist that, in your own city. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. Yeah. That's just so overlooked for sure. I live uh, just a little bit North of Austin and there's so many parts of Austin. I haven't been to, even oh, though yeah. I've been to a ton, it's crazy how, you know, even when you live somewhere, there's so much still to be discovered. And, mm-hmm. and it's really just, you know, up to you to be like, okay, what, what like 
puts the fire in my belly and yeah. makes me be like, oh my gosh, this was the best day ever. And, you know, like for me, I talk about hiking and landscapes a lot. That's what does it for me. But, you know, it's, it's different for everyone. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm hoping that everybody is feeling really inspired now to get creative, to think about their own travel style. What would be refreshing and rejuvenating and just a change of scenery for themselves. But how can we find out more from you, where you're at and all of the goodies? Well, I would say um, definitely come and check out my podcast. It's called uh, Happy Women Travel More. It's on all the podcast players. Um, we have a lot of conversation similar to today, just about, mm-hmm. you know, I do a lot of travel inspiration, destination feature episodes, but a lot of just real talk about how to actually travel more when yeah. you're not a digital nomad and, you know, you have career and family and all of the things holding you back. We have a lot of talk about that. Um, if you're on Instagram, um, I'm, um, I'm over there at wild hair travels, all one word. And I'm also on Facebook. I have a private Facebook community with the same name as my podcast called happy women travel more great group of women in there. I love that. Well, we'll make sure that we put all the links in the show notes, but Angela, awesome. thank you so much for coming and chatting with us today. Oh, thank you. It's been I a would blast. love to go on a trip with you sometime. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be so much fun, but we're going to check out all of your stuff and hopefully tag you in our next vacation. <laughs> yes, for sure. I, yeah, it's, uh, this is like my dream job, literally <laughs> planning other people's it. vacations. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again for being with us today. Okay. Thanks so much. Wow. Right. She was absolutely amazing. And I feel like this conversation is one that is worth listening to a couple of times. And I have a feeling you probably have a mom friend or two that would really be blessed by this interview as well. Think about it. One of your friends probably tagged you in a post or shared an episode of the show with you. And that's how you're now listening to this podcast and reaping the benefits of it week after week. I think it's your turn to pass that on too. So if there's nothing else you do this week, at least go share it with a friend. All you have to do is just click the share icon in your listening platform and pass it along. Super simple. And hey, make sure you come back next week for some more self-care simplified. Until then, be strong. Be strong.